Reddit get to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, June 17th. I got something big happened right before we went live. The Let me pull exactly the wording up. So the uh, NCAA Division One Council approved a football season model that begins on first game on September 5th. Um, summer access activities July 13th and adds meetings and walkthroughs on July 24th. Preseason practice will begin August 7th. So it looks like the timeline, I think that's the exact timeline. I don't think there's any games before that September 5th date. Um, and yeah, everything's pushed back a little bit later as far as on-campus activities go. But this is a good model to uh, move forward with football season happening. So, And uh, that, you mentioned September 5th. That's the first game. That is so. the first game. So I, don't, so I guess if there's Thursday games, which there usually are, that opening weekend, Thursday and Friday games, I guess Some those move back. And now, I mean, like, the Chick-fil-A kickoff has a Thursday mm. and Friday slate, don't they? Or That's a right. Thursday, right. yeah. Saturday slate, Friday, Saturday slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how all those will work. I, I'm sure we'll hear more going forward as this was just approved um, minutes ago. So, But that's good news. We're, we're moving forward with football. We're on our way. That doesn't mean fans, and we're going to talk about <clears> that. That doesn't necessarily mean fans in the stands or all fans in the stands. But it looks like we're going to at least get to watch college football. And that's good news. Like, I'll take that every day. Oh, 100%. We've kind of talked about the people that are like, if there can't be fans there, um, I don't want to watch. No, I would rather watch at home than not watch at all. Yeah, you do that. Don't right. watch. That's, that, that's Yeah, fine. you don't have to watch, but I would like to watch. <laughs> I would um, love to watch. Don't ruin it for everybody. So, yeah, that that's that's what I'm looking for. Don't ruin it for everybody. Um We've got a great show for you guys. We're talking about the latest commitment to Tennessee. He's a big tight end. He's from Savannah, Savannah, Tennessee. Savannah, um, yeah. It's officially official. AJ Artis was hired as a strength coach. Um, it, it's kind of been the what it was assumed it was going to be that way, um, but it's officially official. Our favorite uh, around here. So exciting stuff there as the Vols will look to improve that strength and conditioning program that's looked like it's gotten better since um, since Jerry Pruitt's been on campus. Fans in the stadium, like I said, we're about to talk about this because I think it's I think it's still very much up in the air. I think it's looking one way or the other, but I think it's very much up in the air. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody knows for sure. No. Um, and, they sh- and you shouldn't. You shouldn't make a decision right now. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. I, I think you plan for having as many fans as you can. Um, and then if you have to go back on that, then you go back on it. Exactly. Um, basketballs are back on campus. It's both teams. We'll talk more about that. College Football Hall of Fame. A couple Tennessee Vols are going to get a chance to be inducted. Um, we'll talk about those. We've got some questions. If you have any questions that you haven't asked yet, you want to ask, want to talk about, drop them in the uh, – I'm on YouTube and uh, Twitter. Drop them there. Uh, if they're what we're talking about now, we'll get immediately to them. If uh, if they're not necessarily relative to what we're talking about, hang on. We will answer those, I promise. Just may not answer them immediately. Uh, so hang on in, in the show. Before Landon tells you about our sponsors, go like, retweet, share, whatever platform you're on. Do that right now. Follow uh, More Important Issues on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Volunteer Roadshow on Twitter and Facebook as well. And if you're on our YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe. Help us out there. We appreciate you all. Landon's got some people to tell you about that make this show possible. Yeah, before I do that, um, I want to mention that I'm on Facebook as well. Caleb's on YouTube um, and Twitter, and I'm watching the Facebook Live. So if you have any of those questions, feel free to drop them. Um, good to have everybody. Yeah, it Great. is. Even even if you're Alabama, Georgia, Florida fan, whatever you are, 
Um, if you're cheering for New Mexico State, hey, glad to have you. Um, so go check out our sponsors, Hound Dogs and Tennessee Tap House. Really appreciate them making the show possible. Um, go check them out. Go get some some brews. Actually, probably go get go get some Tennessee apparel first, yeah. and then go get some brews. Exactly. Uh, maybe not the other way around. Go do that. <laughs> Uh, also, Hound Dogs, we normally do a giveaway if you uh, come to the show every week. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing giveaways later on, closer to football season, bigger giveaways. So make sure you go to volunteerroadshow.com, create an account that'll enter your draw, enter your name in a drawing for every episode um, and those bigger drawings that are going to happen closer to the football season. Absolutely. I'm ready for it. Do it. Let's get right into it. Hudson I, I do miss oh, your drum rolls, though. Oh, yeah, I know. We're, I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited to get bigger and better drum rolls as the season. Yeah, we should actually get a drum. We should, that would be exciting. I'm sure I can just download a sound, but <laughs> it would be more exciting to have a snare drum yeah, next to me. It's true. Um, but let's let's jump right into it. Hudson Wolf, big commitment from Savannah, Tennessee. Uh, depending on what website you look at, he's the number one tight end in the nation, uh, the number six player in the state of Tennessee. Um, he uh, two four seven is not very far behind. He's top ten, number one tight end, or number one top ten tight end in the country. Um, top five player in the state. You haven't pulled up top five player in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, so I just, think Rivals has him as the number one player, and then the Composite has him as the number five player. Okay, so it's, it's not very far off. Um, so just depend on where you look, but he is ranked number one tight end in the country uh, somewhere. Um, this is a big get for Tennessee. We, we talked about how there was already a tight end in this class, um, but you mentioned how I don't think, you know, you saw the two tight end sets, um, and you're, you're getting, I mean, you make room for this guy if he wants to commit. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, last you look at last class, um, your top targets you didn't get them. Right. You know that, that's that's fact. Eric Gilbert, Darnell Washington went to other places. Um, you get your number one target in this number one tight end target in this twenty twenty one class with Hudson Wolf, and you add him with a, a guy who earned his four star Miles Campbell. That's a that's a good duo. Um, you saw a lot of Dominique Wood Anderson and Austin Pope on the field at the same time. You know they want to run some two tight set, maybe one guy's an H back or something like that, but they want to utilize tight ends. That's what Jim Chaney does, and this is a perfect guy to do it. Six six two forty, guy that can block, run, catch, do it all for you. He can play all four downs if you want him to. Right, he's he's definitely um, a guy that would uh, uh, he. I mean, his his team uses him as a tight end, which we talked about is, is kind of rare, but they also um, he's catching the ball quite a bit. Um, he has 12 touchdowns uh, in his junior season, and a lot of people, I believe, are questioning his uh, his speed and quickness. I'm sure that's something he'll look to improve on. His hands don't lack, and his athleticism, though, do not lack at all. Um, you, you talked about how he, he's a he's a big body. He's going to be used in the blocking game. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a lot different blocking uh, SEC linebackers, um, and, and he'll be asked to block um, a lot of guys that put their hand in the ground as well. Um, and I'm sure that'll be different. I'm sure that'll be a part of his game that has to improve. But he's going to be a mismatch. Um, and he's got – somebody commented on our YouTube video and said he's not a, he's not a tight end that catches the ball. If a tight end that doesn't catch the ball catches 12 touchdowns, what is a tight end that doesn't catch the ball? Yeah, like? I think like his first like eight plays on his highlight tape is him catching touchdowns. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the very first one is an amazing play that, yeah. that he has to full extension dive for. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a six six guy who's full extension diving. That's a long way to go to catch that ball and it's makes a, the catch, and I believe it's a touchdown as well. It's a lot of body to to get control of. It is. He, he's an impressive uh, He's an impressive get. Um, whatever website you're looking at, two four seven rivals, whatever it may be, I, I mean, you can't not admit that this dude's a stout player. 
Yeah, and he's a a kid that could be like a a Keyshawn Lawrence was last class, a guy that gets this in-state crop kind of rolling. Um, you got Keyshawn Lawrence in the summer last year, and that kind of steamrolled or, or snowballed all of um, you know the the Whitehaven trio and, and the kids from Briarcrest. You know, you had a lot of in-state prospects, so you have some that Tennessee would like to get in with with. Junior Colson already committed to Michigan. They'd like to try to get back in that one. Uh, Dedrick Pennington um, eliminated Tennessee with his, I think, top five or six. Um, they'd like to get back in there, especially at offensive lineman Jamarian Gooch at Kings Academy. They'd like to get in with him. And then William Parker is kind of um, a big-time player that they're in with. I forget where he's out of. Um, yeah, offensive lineman. Three often, I mentioned three offensive linemen right there. That's where they want to get into um especially when you have this you have 24 commits in this class um, right you only have one offensive lineman so far you want to add more than that um probably three or four um so those are three guys that maybe tennessee looks to get in with and maybe hudson wolf is hopefully helps them out out of hardin county in savannah tennessee um current ball latrell bumpus is yep. from hardin county so uh-huh. And you you mentioned Prince some guys, were, yeah. You mentioned some guys were going for. There was also some guys that uh, saw a bump in their ratings um, today. And yeah. I actually just I, I had to check the team rankings today. Tennessee's actually now at number back at number two. They do have more commitments than Clemson, um, but the I'm sure the bump helped uh, um, help the rating the the average and the overall rating move up. So yeah, Caden Salter got his four star on Rivals, um, and then on two four seven. He went from the number ninety overall player in the country to number sixty-two, which like what do you? I just don't understand. What are you rating right now? I don't. I don't understand how Rivals has him at. He had, they had him as a three-star. They gave him his four-star, and then on two four seven, he's close to being a five-star. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not asking about the differentiation. I understand that different sites have them different, and right. I feel like too. A lot of times when sites are posting them as different ratings, I feel like it. I feel like it's got a the bias of wanting to be right has to get in the way. Like I'm not. How often is two four seven going to let rivals? And I'm not, not talking about the best of the best kids that you undoubtedly are going to be five stars. I'm talking about the kids that are like those borderline ones. You're like, ah, oh, we're going to keep them rated here, so maybe we'll be right, and yeah. we can, you know, mm-hmm. we can claim ourselves more. I'm sure there's got to be bias getting the way. But how does he move up? It was just what thirty spots. Who? Uh, Caden Salter. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't as drastic as some of the ones a month ago, but how are you moving up thirty spots right now when nothing, no camps are happening? Obviously, no games are happening. What are you evaluating? I have no clue. And no are you clue. just that bad at evaluating earlier? I don't understand. And then Miles Campbell gets his four star on two four seven. Um, so Tennessee has two four star tight end commits right now. Yeah, is he still uh, three star on um, rivals? Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, but they have him listed as the number ten tight end. They also have Hudson Wolf as like the number seventeen tight end. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? It's like they, if one person has them high, the the other side has to have them low. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make a lot. I of feel sense. like they're battling for who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just pulled up Miles Campbell. He's still three star composite. Um. So I'm sure they'll. Which I don't know how often Rivals is doing two four seven is just randomly updating kids. So mm-hmm. I don't know how often two four seven is, um, or Rivals is. Sorry. Uh. So I mean, he could. Who knows? He could move up tomorrow. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. No clue. You never know. You never know. Because didn't they just do like a like a re-rank like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I, I think it's been close to a month um, 
maybe just two weeks. So still, uh, like no no one's done anything. <laughs> yeah, you did this big. You know. did this big, like you said, a big re rank, um, claiming to go and watch a bunch of film and have a chance to really dive into all this. And but now you're doing another. I don't know, doing another rank. It's it. They they rewatched it. Yeah, it's yeah. They did another. Yeah. They another they reevaluated their evaluations. So it was like 1998. We rewatched it, and yeah. then it's like us going back and rewatching it exactly and, and to make sure we didn't miss anything. Exactly, exactly. Um, there's I, there's also some questions about I guess since we're talking about recruiting, there's also some questions about some decommitments. You got anything uh, on that front? I do have some questions about that. This um, has been this has been a big topic this week too. So Ethan. It's got a lot of numbers next to it. Um, he says, so we might get an answer before the show, but what do you make of this tweet? Any predictions on who it might be? It's Jake Dawson, which is, I think is a grad assistant at for the defense at Tennessee. And it said, here we go. And it's like emojis covering his face. I assume since he's a defensive guy, I would like to think that it's a defensive commitment. Right. Um, Hopefully our coaches are not tweeting about decommitments. We made fun of Florida for it. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully and yeah. I understand he's a grad assistant. Learn from others. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, that's my hope. Uh, so, like you said, if it's anything, hopefully it's a commitment, not a decommitment. Uh, there, I know there's been some questions both with Terrence Lewis and um, Kamar Wilcoxon in terms of where they stand. I, I can't remember who it is said they were talking with Florida, but they're still committed to Tennessee. Was it Lewis? Uh, Kamar. It was Kamar Wilcoxon? Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, and it's, we've been saying it the whole time. There's going to be guys move around. You just, and Kamar Wilcoxon is a guy that's, he, you know, he was one of the front, the early guys in that class that started committing in March and April. Mm -hmm. Um, so he is kind of potentially a a glue guy, but hopefully he's not, if he does get he commit, hopefully it doesn't, um, you know, turn others away. Well, he mentioned something about 4th of July of something coming for you. Um, and he he talks. He said Tennessee Fourth of July have something coming for you. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, so hopefully it's not a bad. So thing. the question about that is from um, v, VFL GBO sixty eight said Kamar said something about Fourth of July. If it's a commitment, who do you think it'll be? You couldn't really do one more number, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> sixty eight your number. He, uh, he's trying to keep people on their toes. All exactly. Um, but I I think it has to be a defensive guy. Some. Apparently, we're training for five-star outside linebacker, Samel Munden. Um, Tyrion. Huge get. Yeah, Tyrion Arnold is a, another guy. He actually got a offer from Tennessee basketball today. Yeah. Um, so, dual-sport athlete. I love the dual-sport athlete thing. Right. Because if, if he doesn't help, like, the football program, he's helping the basketball program. He's right. coming here to play something and help us in, in something. Exactly. Um, so, I, I do like that. I don't know. How good he actually is in basketball. Apparently, he won a state title, so apparently, pretty good, I guess. He wears right. number one. Doesn't your best player always wear number one in basketball or football? Basketball. I don't know. Never heard I that. Know, I know. I know. Twenty three, but I mean, yeah. usually, if you're number one, you're you're one of the best. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, you'd think. We're. Do- I feel like. What happened to the good old days of double zero? That was the, such. That used to be such a good basketball number. Like a a big. A big guy wearing double zero? Just anybody wearing double zero. I feel See, like, I feel like a, a little guy. If he's wearing zero, that's, yeah. But I feel like double zero used to be a popular number and just not anymore. I don't know. I know I had like the, when I was, when we played junior pro, yeah. I had like the fattest number. Yeah, those numbers were like, put, took up the entire. Yeah, well like, just like, I was number 51. Oh, were you? Oh yeah, those were, those were the most random numbers. Like yeah, I, I, was, I always had a double digit number that was over like 20. <laughs> yeah. Like it was super random. 
Like, why am I 51? Yeah, I don't, who knows? Yeah, very weird. Um, yeah, so I, I would say those two guys would, would make some sense. I know Trevally Price did a, um, which he's a four-star defensive end um, out of North Carolina. He did a, similar to what Cayman Marley did, kind of came to Tennessee and just FaceTimed. Um, like a virtual tour, pretty much. It just kind of told him where to go, I guess. Very weird. Um, so he did that and, and saw the campus and stuff. So maybe it's him. You know, yeah. I, I would say those three guys would be my bet. I don't know which one. I don't think anybody really does besides right. maybe Tennessee staff. Maybe Kamar knows. I don't know. July 4th, right? July 4th, July 4th, yeah. Keep your eyes out. There you go. That's uh, it's quite the day to drop some news when most people will be on the lake, not near their phone, or at least just somewhere not near their phone. It's quite the day to, to drop the news. Yeah, I'm going to be like eight beers in and have to right. tweet something out. Exactly. Exactly. It might get weird. <laughs> get real weird. Yeah. Um, Anything else for recruiting? I know there's, you know, it's there's been some stuff, but not too much going on. Yeah, not really. Not a whole lot. Um, I am wearing my recruiting shirt. Yeah. I don't know if this is actual in a recruiting shirt, but it, somebody said it was, so it is now. Was it Uncle Lou on YouTube? Because if it is, he just asked, where did you get that recruiting shirt? So, <laughs> is it a running joke at this point? I don't know. That's that's what it is. Anytime we get a recruit, I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> Uncle Lou, that's for you. There you go. Um, I'd like to meet Uncle Lou. That sounds like the, I don't know, like a Cousin Eddie. That Uncle Lou kind of sounds like he probably... He's probably a master on it. He probably has a, a beer, too, on 4th of July. Yeah. And he's probably on the grill the whole day. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Uncle yeah. Um, AJ Artis was officially official hired as the strength coach to replace uh, Craig Fitzgerald. Took a little bit of a pay cut, but I think it's understandable. Fitzgerald was obviously highly sought after when Tennessee picked him up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did not think he would leave the Texans. Um, and then after just two years, goes to the New York Giants. Um, which I don't know. I get, I, I feel like that's an interesting move to move to a professional team from a college team where you were handed the keys of the kingdom. But I mean, Maybe I'm that, sure different people like different yeah. things. He may have missed the uh, pro ranks. I'm sure he liked different aspects of it. It's, it's gotta be, especially as far as strength coach goes, it's gotta be pretty different. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Maybe he just wanted to work out with Saquon Barkley. I mean, I don't blame him. Huge <laughs> legs, huge legs. Uh, but AJ Artis is, uh, he's been under, uh, Fitzgerald since he's been here, uh, in 2008, since he arrived in 2018. Um, he does get a significant pay raise. That's good for him. Uh, he's going to be making $200,000 and his contract runs through May of 2022. So he's going to get some time to, uh, uh, implement his own stuff, but it seems like for the most part, the status quo is going to remain pretty much the same as it was under Fitzgerald. And I, I hope it seems that the strength and conditioning program has improved drastically, since Fitzgerald arrived, so I hope it doesn't. I don't think you need to change too much. Yeah, you you don't need to fix what's not broken. Yeah, it, I mean, I think a lot of people, and I, I'm sure the the concerns are somewhat fair. That was when you saw um, Butch Jones' program decline, is when you made that strength coach hire from within. But I think Fitzgerald believed in these guys. Obviously, Pruitt does now. Um, I think he kind of brought these guys in to help run the show. You saw their faces a lot. Um, in terms of uh, anytime they were in the weight room, you saw the, the guys that were um, not necessarily the head strength and conditioning coach uh, working with these guys. So I think these guys had a little bit, not just AJ artists, um, artists, but uh, had a lot of control of their own, um, you know, how they did things. So I, I don't think this is too big of a shift. 
No, I, I don't. I don't think it's like risky as people. Oh, you yeah. hired within. You know, that's scary. No, it's you're basically just keeping that train rolling. Because right. um, this is probably the best our program has been since what Johnny Long was our strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. I, I mean, it's got to be close. Yeah. Um, awesome, especially man. the change from when Butch was here to now. Right. I mean, that change was pretty drastic. And you, and you saw it a lot and you heard it a lot from players that were leaving. Pruitt would pretty much outright say it in press conferences. Um, yeah. I mean, the that was one of the biggest shifts was strength and conditioning and then rehab. Um, and mm-hmm. in terms of how players came back from injury was a big shift from Butch Jones to, to now. So I think that's – I think Pruitt – it must be that Pruitt had some kind of hand in the strength and conditioning, and any head coach is going to, um, in terms of what he wants to see and what's he, what he wants to get out of it. Uh, so it's obvious that he liked what Craig Fitzgerald did, loved what Craig Fitzgerald did, and liked what AJR has brought to the team. Yeah, and and he's been kind of give been given the reins since this whole thing started. So right. he, you knew he was in line to get it. Right. Um. So I mean, it, it's it's finally official. It's good. I think it's a, a good hire. I think the kids like him. He's young. He's energetic. Um, so I, I think the the program, it, the strength and conditioning program, will be just fine. Right. I agree. Just fine. Bigger, stronger, faster. Exactly. Um, we must be rebuilt. We must rebuild them. Fans in the stadium. Like we said, that that's big news that the Division One Council announced that football is going to pretty much be on as far as this regular season goes. Pretty much be on the same schedule. Um, fans in the stadium, I think that's still just such a big question mark, and it's something that's probably going to change every day, every week. Um, it's just so unknown right now. I, I think right now it's assumed you're going to probably operate max like 50% capacity is what it kind of seems right. that the consensus is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's – I don't want to say it's impossible that you have full stadiums, but it seems impossible that you have full – I hate to say that it because I feel like I'm thinking negative, but it just doesn't make sense. You're seeing cases climb every day. I realize you're testing more people every day, but you're also seeing cases climb in terms of you've seen states and cities and counties reopening, and you're seeing cases climb, and you're not having these large gatherings like tailgating and um, and big events where you would cram 102,000 people into a small area. Yeah, I, I don't see how you do it full capacity, but uh, Mayor Jacobs said he could see the stadium at three-fourths. Um and, and maybe that's the number they're kind of operating at right now. Maybe they're planning for full capacity. I just, it would be, it would surprise me. A lot. How does like, if your plan is like to not put full capacity in there because of like social distancing, how do you social distance with 70? What is that number? 76, yeah, eight, four, one. Yeah. I, see, I don't have that same question about half capacity. How do you, how do you require social distancing? Are you going to require a mask? I think that's probably a possibility when you put that many people in a stadium. How do you control, you know, going to the restrooms and going to the concession stands and ticket lines and I mean every, everything involved with the football game when you're when you're talking about when you're walking side by side through the narrow um, walkways, you know, coming physically into the gates. I mean, how do you control all that? Yeah, or, I, I just don't know. I, or, yeah, it's, or, it's a or is it question. just going to be like you know, come at your own risk? And I, it may that may the only reason I don't know if that's a possibility is just because the the liabilities assumed with that stuff. Right. Yeah. That's that's true. That's it. I um, mean, because I. But was, I mean, I guess in reality, that's kind of what it is. Right. I mean, if, every, if you're coming to the game, like you're going there to. Right. There's a. I mean, there's definitely a lot of liabilities involved every year, not just 
during a pandemic, right. but there's different liabilities that can also be avoided very easily that I think you take on when you say, come, you know, yeah, we're going to open it up, come at your own risk. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's just like how, if three fourths full, I feel like why not full? If it's, yeah, if it's half full. That's, that, that's, that's yeah. how I feel. If it's three fourths, you might as well just fill the whole damn thing. If it's half full, I mean, look at the orange and white game. You're still walking through the crowds. Mm-hmm. You're still going in the gates with thousands of people. You're still waiting in line at concession stand. You're still waiting in line at the bathroom. You're still have a ton of people using the restroom, and those are you know points of contact. If you're not, if it's ha- that's what scares me the most about it is I'm sure these these conversations are happening every day. If not half full, you know, if half full, why not full? Or can we have half? Is half capacity even possible in terms of social distancing in a football stadium? Seems like no is the answer. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. I do know that Phil Former mentioned that they have 90% um, renewals in their season ticket holders. I, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are, are banking on the best right now and hoping yeah, that right. they get to use those season tickets. Um, I know we both have, and a lot of people that we've talked to have renewed those season tickets. And, and I'm hopeful. I'm not saying it, it's impossible, but it just seems, it seems unlikely, and, and I don't know if it seems – and I'm not willing to use the word safe. I think everybody has their own, you know, risk evaluations of, of this because for a lot of people, it's perfectly safe. For mm-hmm. a lot of people, it, it's not. And, and I think it, you know, it just definitely depends on individual situations. But then you also have to take the responsibility of, I mean, if you're in those spot, you know, if you're in those places, a lot of places that you work are going to tell you, and it may be one of those things like you, you, I don't know if they can't require you not to go to a game, but it's like if you work in a large building, if you work in a building with older people, I mean, is it is it responsible to go to those games? Yeah, because you're put, you're taking on a large risk, not just for you, but for your community. I think it's a lot of variables that is just are just going to be tough to lay out, and I, it's tough. I would love to be in Neyland. Um, I'd like to think that I'm going to tailgate either way. Maybe they're backyard tailgates, but it's it's definitely a lot of questions you have to ask. Yeah, absolutely. And I know my work. Like I'm going to the beach. I can't come back into the office until I've been at home for seven days after I get back. Right, and hopefully that's, you know, I can't imagine work. you know, companies can do more than that. But, I mean, there's right. a lot of places, though, that you can't work from home. It's just not a possibility. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, it, I think there's a lot of questions involved in that. And I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting what this looks like uh, in the next. We're going to find out a lot. I'd imagine that uh, those first couple weeks of July – and it's going to be interesting to see teams that are now on campus and together. Um, how if COVID cases rises rise within those teams within those um, athletic facilities? It's going to be interesting to see because that could change a lot of what's projected to go forward. I mean, you have the Dallas Cowboys that apparently had a lot of players test positive. We only heard Ezekiel Elliott's name, um, but that'll definitely. I think it's a lot of it. It's good. Again, it's great that the council said we're going to plan going forward. That that gives you a hope of at least a football season that starts on time, but I definitely think you find a lot more out in the next two to three weeks. Yeah. So yep. We'll see. For sure. We'll yeah, see. Especially when they're like, when they're hitting and, you know, more practice, you know, more like, con- more contact. Well, I don't think there's any contact right now until right. July. Right, yeah. yeah. So, that that's what I'm saying. I, well, I guess not two weeks. Yeah, I guess you'll find out later on. More, yeah, more weeks um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting because I don't even think all the players are there yet. I know mm-hmm. um, the former kicker at South Duel, um, he is not going until like July. Right. I think it's different with scholarships. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh,
Hold with it. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, they're different. Uh, I think they're bringing in different guys at different time, and I think it's mainly based on scholarships. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much everybody that's on scholarship is back in the facility. Um, they, uh, I mean, it's I guess also good news is you haven't had a significant number of cases within high school athletics, and they've been back for almost three. This will be three weeks now. Yeah, and you haven't seen a major spike. Um, so I'd say that's a positive that I'm sure teams are looking at because a lot of high schools have returned now, mm-hmm. uh, main, mainly in rural communities. But I'm excited for a high school. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent. Yeah, there is in, in Knoxville, East Tennessee. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I, I'd like to go to more high school football games um, around this area. Right. I, I mean, there's there's gonna be a ton of talent, like you said, in this area. Um, a lot. There's always that's the thing. Is there's always been a ton of talent in this area. It's not necessarily the the best talent, but as far as being competitive, there's always been yeah quite a bit of talent in mm-hmm. in the Knoxville area, um, and you know reaching all the way up to you know Johnson City and, and even Chattanooga. So yeah, East Tennessee's been a pretty good little spot for a lot of teams to that have. I mean, look at teams like a Division two school like Carson Newman. They've been successful for a long time, and I'm sure their most successful years they recruited the East Tennessee area pretty heavily Absolutely. i mean you're yeah. not you're not going to bring in a ton of kids from all across the country yeah you have you know few and you know that are from ohio michigan and a few from florida but it's not that's not your main yeah source I, of talent. I would say there's probably about 30 percent or, or yeah 30 35 percent are probably around this east tennessee right. area yeah i'd say you're getting a, a, a good little chunk and then um you know etsu used to have a pretty solid program and they've they've been better. pretty competitive since yeah. they've been back, um, so it, it's definitely been it's definitely been fun to see, and that's it's, it's a lot of talent that that's produced in the in the East Tennessee area. UTC is another one um, that that's been again. I mean, they're not top, they're not a premier FCS program or anything, but they've they've been pretty solid. Um, and I think UTC almost won the SoCon a couple years ago. Okay, I think so. Uh, <laughs> I think they were competing with um, what's the military school? VMI. No, they are in the SoCon, but it's not VMI. It's the other one. Mm. They're in Charleston. Can't remember. Mm. Uh, But I think they were competing with them. This is probably three years ago. College of Charleston? No, 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 no. What is it? I'm about to look it up now. Um, But I think that I believe they were competing with them a couple years ago for uh, the SoCon title. Mm, It's going to bother me. I don't know. Citadel. Citadel. Okay. Citadel. Um, you got anything else for fan for fans of the same or high school football? I know we just kind of got off on that. No, I'm. I mean, I think it's good news for like if if the mayor says that, I feel like it's. I don't know if it's good news for season ticket holders. I feel like I'm more like inclined to think we have a better chance of being in the stadium. Yeah, I hope he's not just speaking just to say it. Right. Um. Because Knox County did, the health board did come into a decision. I can see if I can find the tweet. I don't know exactly what it means. They're no longer going to make their own decisions um, in terms of reopening. This they're following the state's decisions okay. now. Okay, that makes so, sense. So originally, when you Knox, first read that, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, originally, Knox County was kind of on their own, deciding how the reopening phases mm-hmm. were working. Now they're following the Tennessee pledge for the reopening, um, for how to reopen. Uh, they said it's going to take 14 days to make the switch. I don't know exactly what that means, how the next 14 days look in Knox County. Um, Just no decisions whatsoever. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know what that looks like because I know like Tennessee has had different. I feel like it's probably going to be similar. They've had different guidelines for the the major counties in the state of Tennessee, the largest counties, uh, like Shelby and Davidson and, and Hamilton and a few others. So I, yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like. It's yep. going to be interesting. Uh, I'm sure we'll learn more about that in the next few days. But yeah, I don't know if that has a bearing on what could take place in the in the fall. And it looks like Vanderbilt, which is a good thing. I'm just kidding. Um, they don't plan to return to campus anytime soon, which is interesting. Mm. Their football players, I don't I don't think are back. I'm pretty sure. Dang, so they're they're, they're going to be even worse. <laughs> Man, it's so going to be a tough year for Vandy. Yeah, let's see if I can find out if they said. I thought they are this. back. Let's see if I can. I don't know. I see. I thought Vanderbilt came. Their athletic director came out June sixteenth, so this week. Okay. Or no, that was an update. Here we go. So let me see if I can pull it up. Voluntary. Um, yeah, but every, everybody's technically volunteer right now. Right. Um, so only football players can return right now. That was so that was June eighth. So they yeah. were just yeah they so were they came back last week. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See, I thought they had said they did not plan to to do it with the rest of the SEC because Kentucky didn't come back June eighth. I think they came back this week though. I think Kentucky did. God, I hate Vanderbilt. <laughs> Everything they do, like just. Kick them out of the SEC. Like, if they can't do it with everybody else, just get them out. Well, they did it with everybody else. Kentucky did I don't think. Well, get them out, too. They still like to. Let's see if we can find Kentucky's. Um, but I think everybody else is pretty much the same as Tennessee. Uh, voluntary workouts started June 8th, I believe. June mm. 7th. Um, and, yeah, July, though, I believe it's allowed to get mandatory, I think. Doesn't Vanderbilt get, like, more or less scholarships? I don't. I, I don't think it's less. They just used mm-hmm. to a lot. Now I think since Franklin was there, I think it's pretty much the same. But they used to just. I don't think would f- fulfill the full eighty five. Oh god. I don't think so. I wonder why they're bad. Yeah, I mean that was a big thing when Franklin. <laughs> I mean that was why Franklin was able to. I mean, I guess no wonder why they're bad. They're already. They're going to be bad regardless. And, and they also have t- a tougher. Doesn't help their case. Yeah. And they also have a tougher admissions process and stuff like that. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, but. Yeah, they. I mean, Franklin had a lot to do with that. He lowered the. Uh, standard um, <laughs> so to speak and i think he got the uh, scholarship number back up to where um it would be able to compete with the sec again i don't i i don't follow vanderbilt closely enough to be able to tell you confidently but the little i've read i read when all that was going on i believe it's something along those lines so gotcha um the basketballs though are back on campus so yeah. that's part the of vanderbilt's SEC. 13th in recruiting right now in case you're wondering in the SEC? Yeah, in the SEC. Okay, that's not bad Oh, for sorry. Them. Yeah, in the SEC. Ole Miss is last. Oh, Kiffin getting a slow start. Oh, yeah, they're struggling. Which they, I mean, they thought they had, they kind of had a late push there for uh, Vol Commit this week, Hudson Wolf. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't handle it. No. Um, yeah, the basketball is over back on campus. So, Tennessee's now got their three major um, athletic teams all back on campus. I guess not all, but uh, at least the, the majority of the teams. So, yeah, the boys are back. The um, got the new kids on the block. Yep, the the four guys: Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, Corey Walker, and EJ Anasicki back on campus. Or not? I guess not back on campus. They're on, on campus. campus. Yeah, officially for the first time. So that's so. There's no like conspiracy theories. Like they're they're on campus. They're on. It's not. It's nothing like JJ Peterson. They are here, um, and ready to go to work. I uh, so I, I do want to ask you this. So. Well, this coming back, I'm super excited for next season. I think we all are, especially what happened last season. 
um, we were kind of ready to get to next year. Um, so who who are you most excited to see? It doesn't have to be a newcomer, um, but who are you most excited to see play next year? Um, most excited. Like, it, it doesn't even have to be because they're going to be good. It can just be like, I want to see Yeah, yeah, No, absolutely. I, I would if – I don't think it happens. Um, I would like to see if Pons returns, see him kind of develop. I think he had times where his offensive play was so much better. I mean, when he – that little turnaround jumper from 8 feet, 10 feet is unstoppable. Um, I'd love to see him kind of craft that game and um, take advantage of mismatches because he's a constant mismatch. Are there going to be guys that can guard him well? Yeah, but he's a constant mismatch. Oh, yeah. Um, I think for returner-wise, I think – him um newcomer i know this kind of comes as a shock because he's not one of the highly rated guys but i want to see aj and a because we needed a guy who was physical and a big body um and that's what he brings and i'm i'm excited to see how much he elevates the game not that the guard play couldn't improve it could have but that's where we really needed help that would have changed our entire season had oh, yeah. we had him last year and he's a friend of the pod yeah been on the yeah. pod um yeah i think for me i'm excited to hear to see uh victor bailey jr Yep, I've heard uh, he is the the real deal, and I, I know we can't like go off what the media says and everything because they said Jalen Johnson was the best player on the team for a while too. In fairness, the media didn't really say it. Well, they yeah, would the interview players, players, yeah, like Grant yeah. Williams and Schofield. Schofield will tweet about it, and he stands by that statement. Yeah, it's so. wild. Um, but I, I heard he's the real deal, so I don't know if he'll even start next year. But I, I'm excited to see him actually in a Tennessee uniform and not sitting at the end of the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he'll he be a guy that I think can impact the game. Probably newcomer. I've seen Jaden Springer play. I'm really excited to see him. Yep. But uh, I think Keon Johnson is just going to take this team to a different level with his shooting capability. I know he went to that USA camp and just pretty much dominated the whole thing. Yeah. Um, with all that top talent in the country. So, I, I'm I'm really excited about this whole class um, and everybody coming back. Um, but I, I think Keon Johnson could be the – the key. It's going to be very interesting to see how these minutes get managed between um, um, Josiah, Keon Johnson, um, Vescovi, and Jaden Springer. I mean, it's and then you you add guy you talk about guys who played a lot of minutes, which I think it was more by uh, uh, need, and that's Devonte Gaines, um, Victor Bailey. I'm sure is going to be a guy that you got to consider at that spot. I mean, I wonder it's, if Gaines got bigger. I hope. <laughs> he's a great defensive player too. He's got a. I mean, he's got some things to fix on the offensive end. But as he far as like defense me goes, and, and junior pro, when I wore fifty, <laughs> yeah, man. exactly. Like, it just like he needs a double digit number. He needs that. He's zero though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he. I feel like that he makes needs, sense. He would look good in fifty one. He needs a fifty one. I didn't. I couldn't pull it off. So I think maybe he, maybe I think he, he can. I couldn't. Or like a fifty five. He needs a big number. Yeah, Devontae Gaines needs a big number. Um, trying to think who I'm leaving off that list though, but yeah, I mean, it's the guard situation is going to be interesting. And then, I mean, yeah, you want Pawns back, but I don't think Pawns leaving is a disastrous situation. He was a lot on the defensive end in terms of uh, rim protecting, but it, it's not, it's not a terrible loss if he if he does go, and he probably does go. I don't know. Why would you not go make money? I don't know. And does the NBA situation get you know different with these guys? Um. Yeah, with with them starting so late and ending so late. Yeah, I think with the the talent in this class, I feel like if this if he doesn't improve, I feel like the his best chance of getting drafted is probably this year. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, like I said, he probably goes. But how great is how great would it be if you if you keep? Yeah, just wants. come back and and be all SEC and, and then go. I, I kind of forgot about Kumo. I'd like to see if he improves if he makes a big jump between his freshman and sophomore year. He showed flashes of of some great basketball. Um, unfortunately, they were flashes. They were Dude, very quick. The, the Urosh hype I was on, man. That. Yeah, that was hurtful. Yeah, uh, I feel like I got cheated on. I got catfished. I don't see him improving too much, man. I just don't see it possible. Yeah. P. Digits ask if we're excited for Arkansas. Playing them or team? I'm not excited for them. I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> playing them. Um, I don't know if he's talking about football or basketball. Or but, basketball. Because um, they should be pretty solid this year, too. Yeah. Uh, they do lose. I think their top two players are gone. Mason Jones. Is that his name? Yeah, Mason Jones. Jones. Yeah, they lost him. Thank God. And he was pretty much their whole team <laughs> yeah. by the time Tennessee played them. Um, I'm excited to go play Arkansas because I think that sets up well for Tennessee's football schedule in terms of you have a chance to win another SEC game. Yeah, I think with Arkansas, they're, they're kind of trans- transitioning into Sam Pittman. So when they're not like that 98 Arkansas team, like I think they could be just big and, and physical. Mm-hmm. Under Sam Pittman, I'm glad we get to play him this year. Yeah, because I, I think they got a commitment this week from like a six eight dude. I, I think just a freaking monster. I do think the new hires in the SEC uh, West—that's Kiffin, uh, uh, Leach, and and Sam Pittman—I don't think they're going to be very successful um, in terms of. I mean, I just I don't see those coaches being able to beat um, Orgeron, um, Saban, Saban. Um, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, thank you. Uh, consistently, so I just don't know if they'll play in SEC championships, but I think they'll definitely make it interesting and get some upsets along the way. Yeah, I think they'll. Which one's going to be the bigger thorn in, in in those other coaches' side? Is it going to be Kiffin because of his offense? Is it going to be Sam Pittman because he's physical? Is it going to be Mike Leach because his high powered offense? I, I think Leach is going to make it. See, I just don't know how many games he wins, but I think he's going to make it very interesting for a lot of teams in terms of when you look at those, how to attack them. Because I think he's going to score a lot of points. See, I, I thought Kiffin would be the one that I thought would take off just because of I feel like he'd be able to recruit Memphis yeah, um, and get a lot of those uh, Juco kids out of Mississippi. So I, I, guess, I guess the answer is Kiffin because I think who wins the most games between those three against – uh, LSU, A and M, Auburn, and Alabama. I think Kiffin wins the most games. Against and I, his I think he was in a lot better position. Like he, he like inherited a lot better program than than definitely than definitely Arkansas. Arkansas. And, yeah. and and I think you could go either way on Mississippi State. But yeah, I take the old Miss squad over Mississippi State as well. Uh, so yeah, I think the answer is Kiffin. I think he wins more games between those the top four. Of the, yeah, I just don't West. think if if Mike Leach isn't able to recruit, Ole Miss also gets to play Vanderbilt every year. Oh, Mississippi State has to play. Uh, yes, we get, we get that too. But. <laughs> yeah, who's Mississippi State have to play? Mm. It's not South Carolina. It's A and M, Kentucky. Yeah, I guess yeah, probably Kentucky. Oh, let's see if I can figure, figure it out real quick. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know what we were talking about. I just lost my train of thought. I'm talking about the oh, so um, I, I just don't Mike Leach. I don't think if he's just recruiting a quarterback every year. Um, and just, you know, trying to use that high-powered offense and, you know, not recruiting your offensive and defensive lines, I just don't see how he makes it. 
I mean, you could probably get away with that at Washington State and Texas Tech, where it's you know first to a hundred, right? But you know, in this in this league, it just doesn't fly that way. No, I mean, you gotta you're gonna have to because you're those defenses you play are gonna make stops. Yep. Um. So if you can't do that, and if you can't, and if, if you're just one dimensional, and yeah, if you've got a quarterback and wide receivers that are really good, you're gonna be able to um, dude, what the heck? Uh, you're gonna be able to make some plays and, and challenge some teams, but you won't be able to beat them consistently. Right. Yeah, I'd like, I'd probably pick Kiffin. But, dude, he's last in recruiting. Yeah. Right now, so. And a slow start, but, but dude, I like. Where Sam, they finished 2020? Oh. I, uh, I like Sam Pittman's hires. It is Kentucky. It is Mississippi State's non-rotating SEC opponent. Kendall Browse and, and Barry Odom, that's two, like, good coordinators. Yeah. Yeah. To go and get. Um, especially, you know, we talked about the program the way that it was. Yeah, that's pretty impressive on his part. No, absolutely. And um, and a guy that's never been a head coach before. Yeah, that's a good little uh, segue, too, into our next, I think. They finished it... 80th. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was 34th. That's not terrible for. They're in 80th right now. Yeah, that's bad. Was it uh, is it Barry Odom that is? No, it can't be Barry Odom. He's our defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I can get there. What is this? Hmm. I'm trying to look at the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. There was some. Who was the coach before Barry Odom at uh, Missouri? Might have been him. That mm. is on the. So, let's talk about the College Football Hall of Fame, though, because there's a couple Tennessee uh, players, former players, up for the award. Um, that's Al Wilson, Willie Gott, and Bobby Majors. Bobby Majors. So, it's an um, opportunity for some guys that are deserving of it. I believe this is, if I read the rules correctly, I believe this is Bobby Majors' last chance to get in the Hall of Fame, I believe, unless you can, you just have to be nominated Barry for Pinkle. It. So, it's either Pinkle or Barry Odom that are up for it. Um, I can't remember which one now. I'll find it in a second. Um, but I feel like Al Wilson probably, I don't know how many they, they take in the, in the class, but I feel like Al Wilson's probably got a really good chance. I'm not sure about Willie Galt. Um, and then, um, Bobby I, didn't, I didn't know he was an Olympian or going to be an Olympian. He, he was going to be an Olympian, but the, that year, I think it was 1980 something. Mm-hmm. Um, the U S boycotted the Olympics. And I, so he played in the boycotted games. Ah, uh, okay. Um, that was the West, yeah, he was, West Germany games. Or yeah, he was going to be an Olympian. So, that's, uh, so I mean, that's that's a heck of a resume. Yeah. So Willie Galt, <laughs> though, he was uh, he was nineteen eighty two first team All American. Um, he I had. Th- I think to be in this, you have to be a you, first team All American. Yeah, and, and it has a certain like you can use like pretty much any outlet that's recognized by the eight people, I believe. Mm. Um, he set six conference. And twelve school punt and kickoff return records, tied NCAA record for most touchdowns by kick return in a single season. Wow! So I'd say he's got a pretty, uh, pretty good little resume there. Played in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, too. and um, let's see where Al Wilson's go. He's gonna read off Al Wilson's. I think Al Wilson was he a three-time All-American? Maybe not first team, but that man's a freak. Uh, see, he was uh, All-American in nineteen ninety-eight, obviously. Um, Two-time All-SEC performer and uh, two SEC titles. And he only lost three conference games in his entire career. Whoa. So, 
I uh, were, that's that's a pretty good resume. The, were they to Florida? Two of them maybe to Florida. They had to be right. So who would have been the other one? It wasn't ninety seven. I don't think. Hmm. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not on Twitter right now. If anybody's guessing, anybody on YouTube got a good guess? So we're on Facebook. Can, I don't remember. Well, we'll pull it up in a minute too if we can. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Al Wilson is just a different animal. He's a freak, and probably the. I'll go on record in saying this: that he's the best linebacker to ever come through Tennessee. Uh, I think. I mean, and, and probably one of the best linebackers to come through the SEC. Right. And that may not be the hundred percent truth. I'm sure you could argue some other guys on that list, but Al Wilson's also going to be on that list, right? So. Um, Bobby Majors is the, uh, he was a 71 unanimous first team All-American. Um, Should have won the Heisman. Yeah, he won. Uh, that was Johnny Majors. Is that not who you're talking about? No, this is Bobby Majors. That's up for it. Oh, Bobby Majors. Sorry. Bobby Majors. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, his younger brother. Um, he was the 71, they won the 71 Sugar Bowl and 72 Liberty Bowl while he was here. He's first team All-SEC. Um, he still holds conference and school records with 10 interceptions in 71. And he set Tennessee records for career punt returns and career punt return yardage. So, there you go. Bobby Majors. So, I think if I read the rules correctly, I think this is his last year um, that he could be inducted. So, I think that means he probably makes it kind of by default. Okay. Usually. I mean, that that's not always the case. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then some other guys that are on, these are not Tennessee guys that are uh, they're just notable. I'm sure there's plenty of notable guys. But, Champ Bailey's on it. Um, Eric, never going to say his name right. Eric Benemy, the offensive coordinator for Kansas City. Um Brandon Burlesworth is on the ballot. Uh, Tim Couch. Jack Del Rio made it on a ballot. We're going like all 98. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Dwight Freeney is on the ballot for the Cultural Hall of Fame. Played uh, them in 98. Where did he play? Syracuse. Syracuse, yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. Um, let's see here. Marvin Harrison. Hey. Yeah. Where did he go to college? Syracuse. Uh, 95 okay. would have been his All-American year, so probably his junior I knew he's year. up north because his son goes to um, – he played Harrison Bailey when they played that team from okay. Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski is on the ballot. Marvin Jones is on the ballot. Yeah, Demon Yeah. Um, Ray Lewis is on it. The U. <laughs> Speaking of the U, Coach Dubs. Yeah. Carson Palmer's on it. Julius Peppers. Uh, Anton Randell. Ron Rivera's on it. What about it? The old riverboat, uh, the old riverboat gambler. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Barry Smith's on it. CJ Spiller, Darren Sproles. Um, sure, I'm forgetting some people, but I'm just scrolling through. Uh, there's a lot of people on that. Yeah, there are. And then there's some uh, FBS coaches on it. Um, Gary Pinkle was the Missouri coach. Okay. On it. Uh, and then Bob Stoops is eligible. So. Uh, he'll get a chance to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. I imagine he's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, probably. Probably, probably. Um, so, talking about Coach Duggs, let's go ahead and talk about some Duggs, some Duggerton. Some Duggs. Just... SEC, national, or SEC title winner. Who did they even play? I did not watch. I LSU? Guess. LSU. There you go. Um, that had to hurt. They're big Ed O fans. That had yeah. to be a, a bittersweet and They kind of, they led the whole game. I mean, LSU hung around, but. Is he uh, getting better? He's got the guy sitting next to him. I don't know what his name is. Mush? Um, Marty Mush? Is it Mush or is it, uh, what's that dude's name? Billy Football? I don't know. Young guy, blonde hair? No. Okay, it's probably Mush then, yeah. Um, But he's really good at the game. And so he's kind of coaching. 
him what to do. See, that's the thing is if if the guy was really good, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, but I like that a guy that knows what he's doing is coaching the game. Yeah, that's true. That makes it more exciting. But I so, think he promoted him to offensive coordinator. Or oh, defense nice coordinator. One of the two. <laughs> so two two lost teams are playing for the national title. Miami's a two loss team. Yeah, Tennessee's a two loss team. Yeah, so you Miami Miami beat NC State because they were worried NC State was going to win and it was going to jump them because Navy was number one. And Navy and Army both were in the top ten. And and Navy, Navy won. So Navy's undefeated. Or no, they they lost. They've lost one game, but they and they got bumped by Miami. Yeah. So NCAA hates the troops. Hate. <laughs> yeah. You hate to see it. Or EA Sports hates the troops. Yeah, yeah, both of them. The what so, I say the first time? NCAA. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I put that one on NCAA. My bad. Uh, they probably they probably it. they probably do hate the troops. That's probably a valid argument. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Doug's when is he playing the national championship? Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow, tomorrow night? night? I think it's a late game. It's like 10 o'clock. Probably won't be watching. So, What's it, t- Why is it on a Thursday at 10 p.m.? I don't know. He's trying to get the Wisconsin job, man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he definitely played this season as fast as he could to get the Wisconsin job. So. Yeah. It's been it's been a good ride, Doug's. And Maybe Tennessee it. will be really good, though, after he leaves, and you'll get to see him like, play an international championship and beat Wisconsin. Well, like, I want one of those shirts, but I'm like, I don't want to pay like $40 for a shirt. Yeah. But if they win a national championship, they get a... <laughs> Doug's holding the national championship trophy. I'm probably okay, gonna yeah, buy maybe, that. Maybe. I'm probably buy that. And it's not. Is it the college football playoff in there, or is it the? No, it's just BCS. That's what I figured. Okay, I just didn't know if they like if they were able to. I don't know if they like downloaded updated parts of the game and somebody. I stopped watching because he lost two games. I was like, okay, well, there's no way. And then he was that, number one forever. Played, he played the game so fast, I just couldn't keep up. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was that too. There's one day he played like three games. Yeah, that that's too much. For I don't me. even have time to play three games. <laughs> Must be nice. I should, I should say I'll say that, but I've played like I've played plenty of FIFA lately. Back to back on my FIFA grind. Okay, it's been fun. Yeah, fan dude, question. I, Sorry. Dude, I haven't plugged in my PlayStation in like three weeks. It's not plugged in. No, it's not. Why do you keep it unplugged? Well, like I, I bought that Xbox 360. I plugged it in, uh, and when yeah. I got rid of that, I just haven't plugged it back in. Mm. Yeah, you used to grind it out on Warzone. Yeah, I'm. I stop being a nerd, man. <laughs> I uh yeah I haven't played a ton of video games lately but uh I, I put in I guess probably like the last two or three nights I, I played at least a game or two of FIFA so I started focusing on my school you know oh yeah exactly yeah uh, grades no, no questions you know grades no questions at this time you're right uh fan questions got any for me so th- those were the two that were okay uh, you already got to him. We addressed yeah. him in the show. See, we 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 just get it. We got a show that was ready for you all. But if you have any more, feel free to to drop them yeah, in. Um, well, I guess let's get into segments then. Let's do it. Uh, stupidity. Do stupidity first. Okay. Because full disclosure, I'm not, not ready for this Jumbotron. Can we skip this Jumbotron and do it next week? And then I'll have a yeah. good one for you? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let's do that. Okay. So our Jumbotron, before we get into stupidity, I'll tell you since we're saving for next week. 30 for 30s you'd like to see. Yeah. 30. Um, have you, have, did you watch the Sammy Sosa one? I didn't get yeah, a chance to. Uh, but it is up on... ESPN Plus. I'm gonna have to go. It, watch it's it. it's really good. Yeah, it's a, and it happened in '98. So oh, nice. Feels like '98. Was it Sammy Sosa or Barry Bonds or both of them? It was just Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it was their home run race back in '98. Gotcha. Uh, stupidity. Stupidity. I have a couple. Do you? I, I, I have I have one right here. So. Um, Bob Nightingale, he's a writer. Um, he says the hashtag Cubs draft Ed Howard 
Yes, showing action instead of hallow words. What does that mean? So, like, he basically, like, they drafted a player in the MLB draft, 16 yeah. overall. Um, and it's a kid from Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And they, this guy tried to make it into a race thing because the dude's black. Interesting. And everybody just, like, ripped yeah, him. Yeah, just like, let him have it. Yeah, Good. Good. like, for him. Like, yeah, no. Don't even hint at that. They picked him because he was a good baseball player. Right. Because he's black and from... No one's going to waste a first-round pick on anybody for a social stance. Yeah, I, I think, you know, being from Chicago, I feel like that's <laughs> that, that's like, a better argument than just because he's black. Right, right. Um, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said, more, base, more baseball here. Um, he said he's not confident there will be a 2020 baseball season. Unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain it's going to happen. Five days ago, before he said that, this was on Monday. Five days ago, from Monday, so seven days ago now, he said unequivocally, we are going to play Major League Baseball this year. He said 100% it's going to happen. Yeah. And then five days later, he said he doesn't think it's going to happen. What yeah, I was literally, when we were watching the draft um, that night, right before you got to my house, he literally said that on television. Yeah, what an idiot. Also, it looked like. Baseballs could so that happened probably wasn't gonna happen today. I think the Major League Baseball proposed um, where players would get paid a hundred percent for the games played. Okay. So right now they weren't getting paid full game salary, but now it looks like they're gonna get paid full game salary. I think there's still question about how many games are gonna be played. Yeah, somebody said that they're close to to doing a deal, and then somebody came back and said that they're not close. So yeah, I see. Originally the. Yesterday, I believe it was said that the player association was not going to, um, after that the last deal that the before today that the MLB put out, they weren't even going to counter because apparently it was such a bad deal. Um, now it looks like there's a better deal on the table, so the player association may counter. That's what it looks like. My God! Did you see Pat That's McAfee's interview with that former uh, what's up, Walshroff? Um, with that former president for the Marlins, I can't remember his name, and he was talking about how. Dear Jeter. It wasn't Jeter. <laughs> uh, different ways that uh, front office will like get rumors out there and see how fans will respond, see how other teams will respond. Like, just admitted. Oh. Like, like, admitted to just lying and pretty much, like, messing people's lives. It's kind of messed up. That's not good. You should watch it. it I mean, it's, it's stuff we kind of already knew that he just confirmed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's stuff you assumed happened. Like, agents put out feelers by going, like, or trying to get more money by going, he's going to sign with the, with the Giants, and he had no intention. He was going to sign with the Marlins the whole time just to try to get more money from the Marlins. Like, stuff like that. God, I would not go to the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Like I said, it's kind of stuff everybody knew, but it's someone confirming it on television. Yeah, that's... Pat actually calls him a scumbag. He's like, you're a scumbag. <laughs> I don't know if he laughs it off, and that's why he doesn't get much of a response, but he, he says it. Speaking of scumbag, okay, <laughs> Mike Gundy is a scumbag. I have so many issues with everything. Dude, he was he was an ass before all this. Can we also recognize that OAN is not an it's not a network. Like it's it's not Also, everyone all these people are like these snowflakes, blah blah blah, that you know, don't want somebody to wear a shirt. If Jeremy Pruitt wore a CNN shirt, you would cancel your season. You would threaten. You wouldn't do it because you're a pussy. You would threaten to cancel your season tickets. Like, my coach doesn't wear a CNN shirt. So shut the hell up. Like, you would. Yeah. I know you would because you said it when he went to a freaking march. 
Yeah. That so moron. I know for a fact you would. So don't act like you guys aren't the snowflakes. Yeah, I'm just like. Also, can you talk? Can we talk about how? First, it wasn't. It wasn't the shirt. It was like the the fake apology, and then he made the Chubba Hubbard apologize. That was where I was just like, well, in fairness, the video looked awkward from the get go, but then Hubbard sounds like he sounds like. He didn't sound like he was being forced to say it originally. Like he, right, but it, it was like, why, why are you apologizing? Well, and, and I'll say this. I'm not saying he had to apologize, but I'm okay with him apologizing because what he apologized for was how he went about it. But right. I'm okay with that because you are part but of the then, team. But then, like, everybody made a big thing like, oh, this is fake, blah, blah, blah. And then Mike Gundy did another video. Did he? By himself. Yeah, by himself. Saying, you know, once I learned... This is the quote. Once I learned how that network felt about Black Lives Matter, I was disgusted and knew it was completely unacceptable to me. So why did why did you make the first video? Yeah. I just... I don't know. It just seems like they just... I don't know. They have no clue what's going on. My gun is just moron. I, I, I don't like him. Oh, and then... And, um, oh, God. What? Oh, did you see his team rules? I don't know if it ever confirmed him. Oh, about the... And, like, I'm okay with probably two of them but the other ones seem targeted towards a certain group yeah two of the rules i'm okay with i mean they, they are sensible i don't have a problem with them. like hats and earrings yeah the, there was the, sagging the no sagging policy i'm okay with the no music that degrades women and cusses i'm okay with that rule but yeah. the other ones seem targeted towards a certain group yeah it's weird yeah i just don't i just don't like mike gundy no. Um, I'm maybe, glad Tennessee. Maybe he's doing this for a raise. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad Tennessee avoided that mess. That, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I so. think we dodged a bullet there. Uh, we got one question. Someone said, "Is Bailey going to win the starting job before Florida?" Let us pray. I'm kind of with you, honestly. Um, <laughs> I kind of hope he wins it before Oklahoma. I don't see it happening. Could he win it before Florida? I'd say that's more likely. If we're, you know, gonna. Yeah, I, th- I think if there's anybody to beat out JG, I think it's going to be Harrison Bailey. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll start by saying that. I just don't think with the inconsistency we saw with Brian Maurer, he just did not look ready. Um, and I don't know if a whole offseason, especially without spring practice, makes him uh, right. an option. Um, I, I think Harrison Bailey's going to have to win the job. And if he does it in fall camp, great. If he does it in Charlotte, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think Harrison Bailey's a talented kid, and if he doesn't start this year, he's going to start next year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent. Uh, you got anything else? Any more stupidities? Any? That's all I got. Man. Like I said, we're going to say the jumbotron. Tell us what you'd want to. Thirty for thirties. You'd want to see on players, sports, games, um, events. Tell us what you'd want to see a thirty for thirty on. Uh, I, I definitely after hearing Brian Williams, I'll tell you this. I'll give you a little one. I won't use it next week. One I'd like to hear is Brian Williams said he's got a lot of great stories about the Bruce Pearl era. I'd love a 30 for 30 on that. I'd love to have Voltels about that. Yeah, I would. Brian Williams, <laughs> open invitation. Yeah. Open invitation. Anytime. Hey, if, you, if you'd if like to see some VFLs on Voltels, you go ahead and tag them. Tag them. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll set that up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, guys, that's all I have for, the, uh, for this week or for tonight. We'll see you guys back. Won't be on Sunday. It's Father's Day. Uh, Landon's also traveling. I'll be out of town. Um, so probably looking at a Monday episode. Uh, don't know exact times. Maybe not Monday. We will have an episode for you next week. That's the point. Um, try to get two in as well. 
so we'll have we'll have plenty of content there for you. I'm sure stuff will happen. Probably have a short little short stuff. You can find that on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we'll post the links on Twitter so you can, you can get there. Um, we'll 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 get to you guys though. We want to talk sports. Want to talk Tennessee sports. So we'll do it. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, like Landon said, we're also on Twitter and Facebook, so you can follow. You can find us uh, via the More Important Issues page. So. Yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in and listening to our stupid voices. Um, <laughs> like this, share it, um, do what you got to do. Appreciate you all for bringing the boat in, and we out.